Hello everyone and welcome back. My name is Sam. And I'm Melissa. I grew up in the FLDS community. It is a polygamous group run by Warren Jeffs and I moved out when I was 18 years old. I was raised LDS. Sam and I have been married for nine years and now our mission is to create compassion for communities that have been marginalized and abused by their leaders and to empower those who have left by giving them a platform to share their stories with the world. And today we are going to be talking about a newscast that just came out on Hulu called Vanished Children of the Prophet. This newscast had a lot of great people. It did the story really, really well. And we know a lot of these people and have talked with them personally. I know we've covered this story before about these missing kids and how they're being called runaways. But this gave a lot of good insight with a lot of the people that we turn to for information, including some of the mothers themselves that we've talked to personally, like Miranda Johnson. And um, it was great to see their story be able to be out on a place like Hulu, on ABC, I think it's ABC Nightline, and be able to get recognition and just so that people are more aware of it. So we wanted to cover it again and kind of react to this specific newscast. It's just, I mean, it's so sad to have to see these mothers go through this. It's hard to even understand where they're coming from because for a very large part of their life, they also believed in Warren Jeffs. And so they know where their children are coming from. They know why they think the way they do. But it's just heart-wrenching because they also know how difficult it will be to try to convince them of anything else. It's very, very hard to, tr to change that mindset after they have been so indoctrinated for so many years and for so many hours. That, I mean, this, some of this happened after I moved away, but the lessons and the teachings where they would just turn on the recordings of Warren Jeffs and force them to listen to it for hours, sometimes eight hours in one setting. I mean, this is just an extreme amount of uh, indoctrination that is happening there. Yeah, I mean, one of the mothers even mentioned that even when she had her children, you know, her boys, they couldn't fall asleep without listening to the prophet's voice, right? So it is definitely ingrained. And I know we've mentioned it like multiple times about the struggle that even once these mothers get their children back, that's not the end of the struggle with their children, you know, them trying to just run away back to the FLDS is prominent. It does happen. I feel like in this news episode, it's important for people to see the footage of the cops trying to return these children to the mother. And in this case, it was um, Lorraine Jessup getting three of her children back. Yeah. And I feel like that was really well done being able to show them. I can't even see well done because it was live footage, right? It was from a body cam, but to reiterate what we keep saying about how hard it is when the kids do not want to go back with them. But this footage just really shows that, you know, this little boy, he was what, like 10 years old, 12 years old, mm -hmm. saying, I'd rather die than go back with you, mom. Like, I'd rather die. And the oldest saying, like, listen, I understand, like, I used to have a lot of love for my mother at one point. And he's, you know, he's only 18. And to just talk about your mother in that way, like, I used to have love for her. I used to love my mother, but now I can't because yeah. of the situation that I'm in and what I believe and what I believe she believes was heartbreaking, but I think an important thing for people to see. It's very difficult uh, to even talk about really for us. But I also, because of the way I was raised, I also understand to some extent that what the prophet said was would trump everything else. That, that was the most important. So if the prophet says that your parent, whether it's your father or your mother, 
you did something wrong, that they are no longer good people, that they shouldn't be, uh, you shouldn't be communicating or being with them, then all of a sudden it is very easy to look at them as someone that you never knew, someone that you no longer have any strong love towards. So it's, it's hard to see, but it's also important for people to realize that if you do happen to come across one of these children, it's not the typical situation where they're really hoping to get back to their mother. They're really hoping for it. It's, it's a little trickier than that. It's, yeah. it's one of those things where, you know, showing them love and support from an outsider would be a big, a big step in the right direction because they believe that all outsiders and people like myself that they would consider an apostate are these awful, evil monsters almost. So for them to see just a glimpse of how great and wonderful people on the outside can be, I think is one of the best things we can do for them in this, in this time at least. Absolutely. And the show showed, you know, four different mothers. Right now there's still a total of eight children that are missing. And it did a good job of also sharing a little bit about the mother's stories and how they came to leave and how hard it was for them. Um, Lorraine Jessup in particular, She's only been out for three years, and you could even tell just by the way she spoke. She was very soft-spoken, mm -hmm. and you could just feel how new and fresh it was for her to even be gone, let alone for her to be dealing with trying to find her children at the same time. And what she was sent away for was so sad and heartbreaking as well. Um, they shared her story about how you know her husband was banished, and she was banished later. Well, when her husband was banished, like she didn't even think twice, you know, she just had to go along with it. And he said, you know, I'm not allowed to have you as family anymore. And he had to leave and that was it. And then when she was banished because she had had a miscarriage and she had been seen by a male doctor. And so because she had been seen by a male doctor, she was then, banished and she told her six kids to stay with the priesthood which of course now she says that she regrets and that was the worst decision she ever made because her children had they gone with her that they would have been a completely different situation but uh, she also mentions which i i love this perspective because being from out there it really rang true to me she said she was talking to the interviewer and said if you were about to walk into a furnace, would you want to take your children with you? And she said that because, same for me, when I left, when people leave from out there, they really do believe that they are going to hell. That's what they're told. They're told that they're going to become these evil people that Satan will be in control of and ultimately will end up in hell. It's very, very heart-wrenching to, to look at it that way, but that's kind of a very good way to, or a good perspective on it all. Yeah, because I think it's, it's easy on the outside to say, how on earth could a mother leave her children? Right? Like, how could you do that? How could you do that? And so I thought that was a really good perspective yeah. the way that she put it because that is how they feel. And it's heartbreaking to be sent away for something like that. Already traumatizing, already sad, all of those type of things. And then to be punished as a sinner for it. But obviously she did fight to be able to go and get her children back. And unfortunately, now they have vanished in the night and yeah. they are still looking for them. But they were talking about a lot of different things that just as soon as Warren was in prison, 
that if Warren couldn't have it, nobody could have it, right? If there were certain foods he couldn't have, there'd be revelations about certain foods that the community couldn't have. He wasn't allowed to have any sexual visitation, and so then none of the members were allowed to have sexual relations with their spouses anymore, which has led to no children for almost the last 10 years, yeah. Yeah. which is just crazy since they don't proselyte. So the only way that they continue the religion is through having a lot of children. They've realized and kind of come to the realization, I think, of how hurtful that is. So they're starting marriages up again soon. Yeah. But no toys, no trampolines. They were talking about, yeah, they just had to take their trampolines to the dump. Like, okay, the prophet said you can't have a trampoline now. Helping their kids round up all of their toys just to be thrown away because the prophet said you can't have toys now. And so they were talking about all these harmful revelations that those are the type of things that started. But Roger Houle, the lawyer, was particularly talking about the newest revelations, which we'll leave a link above about the newest revelations and how harmful they are. But they were talking about the fact that in it, it does say that everybody is going to need to be translated. And to be translated, they must die here within the next, well, now it's like four years. I really, really, really hope that that doesn't mean what it sounds like. Because if it does, and considering how faithful these followers of Warren are, if he asks them to take their lives in order to be translated and in order to be exalted or be able to return to heaven, I'm afraid that a lot of people would do it. Yeah. And we've seen this type of thing happen in the past with, with uh, extreme cults and groups that have done that, that have committed these suicides and... Oh man, I don't like to think about it because that's just a horrific thought, but I'm really hoping that, I don't know, I don't know what to expect here, but I'm just hoping for the best and hope that this information about all of this gets out there to these people to help those around them and to law enforcement and all of that to hopefully prevent this type of thing from happening. Yeah, Warren, Jeff's brother, he said, if the FBI don't stop Warren, thousands will die. Yeah, and that's... And it's so sad to see, and in that same revelation, Warren talks about bringing children back to their fathers, bringing children back. And so these mothers, it's more than just... It's hard because law enforcement has to treat it like a runaway, right? And they were saying it's tough in a situation where you can't there's freedom of religion, right? So if these children want to go and practice a religion, obviously there's different lines with children, but overall it's hard to say, well, they can't be a member of that religion. But for these mothers, it's so much more than them just not wanting them to be a part of a religion that they were a part of, that they grew up in. For them, finding their children in the next few years could mean like life or death for mm -hmm. their children. So it's so much more urgent and so much more than just a battle of like, I'm not that religion anymore, so I don't want my kids to be that religion anymore. It's, we're talking about underage marriages starting, so their daughters being in jeopardy of being married super young. Same with their, their young boys, free labor. We're talking about so many dangerous, harmful things mm -hmm. that it's not just a belief system. It's the actual things that can happen from it as well. Right. But it's all done in... A perspective to the members that make them feel that it is not abuse, that it's okay, that it's that it, this is the most joy that I could feel, and this is the happiest I could be, and you know that's why that's why it's so tricky 
I mean, I felt that way. I felt that I had the best life and that I was the luckiest person on earth because I had the full truth and that I had a prophet to follow and that God would speak directly to him. Therefore, I was being led down a path that was of the best path possible for me. So, you know, it's, it's tricky. It's a very tricky situation because even if there was a way to return these children to their mothers, it's still just the beginning. How, how do we keep them and help them realize that just because we're not a part of the FLDS, we don't mean the people harm and that we just want the best life for them. We will link the interview down below. If you see any of these children, just reach out to local law enforcement. Um, if anybody is watching this and they are wanting to leave a situation like that themselves, we will leave a hotline for holding out help where they have the resources to help people go from isolation to independence out of polygamous communities. And if you want to hear more of what it was like for Sam to grow up in polygamy, then you can please like and subscribe and it means the world to us so that we can keep spreading awareness and compassion about these communities and hopefully get these children back to their mothers. Yes, and thank you all once again for your love and your support. We really do appreciate you all. Thank you so much for being here with us again, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Talk to you soon.